The PWR presents What If? What if John Cena turned heel? What if China became the first woman world heavyweight champion? What if Owen Hart never passed away? What if Magnum TA never got into a car crash? What if Hulk Hogan stayed with the AWA? What if Shawn Michaels signed with WCW? What if WCW won the Monday Night Wars? What if Vince McMahon's WrestleMania failed? What if? <laughs> Reflection nights. Welcome all. It's Halloween, Halloween, whatever you want to call it. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Because it doesn't matter if it's Halloween, Christmas, St. Patrick's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day. When the PWR podcast at the PWS Network on the YouTubes does a what if. We do a what if, right? We have the crystal ball in hand. We change the future of professional wrestling. We change the careers of wrestlers, past, present, and future. It doesn't matter because we control the destinies. We control the time continual. We skew it. Whatever you thought that happened, we change it up. It goes from this way to this way. We loop it down, but it doesn't matter here or there. This is What If on the Pro Wrestling Reflection on the YouTubes, on the PWSO YouTubes, on the Hami Media Group at Podbean.com, on the Big Vito brand. You know all the spiels here. I am the magnanimous one. I am the scholarly one. But most importantly, I am the glorious one. I'm Professor Emmett Brown. I am your friend of mine, THE Professor. Cruz, and I'm not here alone. I have to have my Marty McFly with me. I have to have the conservative liberal, the liberal conservative, Mr. Dum Dum Duo, and it's on the Iron Stomach one, the man that has the Hall of Wonder, all of the action figures, all the belts. He's he's even better than uh, the 40-year-old virgin, and the only difference is he's not a virgin, not, not like the 40-year-old virgin. He's your friend of mine. The Tommy Wonder, how you doing, my friend? He was holding an NWA television belt. World Television Championship. I decided since you're coming in all hot with the Halloween gimmick, I would dress up as Shawn Michaels for Halloween. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. You had to pose. So yeah. you're posing for the 12 viewers on the YouTube, so that's that's great. So, you know. Now I'm taking his glass off because it hurt. And I'm taking his hat off because I'm sweating. So, sweating. Uh -oh. uh, in October, I'll take it because I wasn't sweating a couple weeks ago. I was freezing. So, uh, mm -hmm. but before we get on to our what if, it's Ray's favorite thing. It came in the mail yesterday. And also, wait, it's Donnie's favorite thing. It's also TN Coupon's favorite thing too. So we got to shout out our oh, reflectionite. Colin already spoiled it for me because there's some. Now I'm gonna open it up, and what he said should be in here is not gonna be in here. I'm gonna be disappointed. So, but there it is. And I'll have you know, oh. Professor. Because I feel like they're coming pretty rapid fire now. I don't know why that first one took so long. Maybe I ordered it way early. But it mm -hmm. seems like they come about every four weeks. So, 
I went in yesterday and I changed it to annual and I paid two hundred and like eighty bucks or whatever. So for wow. the next twelve months, I'll have one once a month. So you ready? I am ready. The reflection right. are ready. So, also want to say that I was using my trusty Silas. Was it last real men? The mm-hmm. last real men's pocket knife, Silas Young. I'm sure this at some point was in a pro wrestling crate. It had to be because once you have a Silas Young pocket knife or, you know, it, it has to come from a crate. Right. Like my Greg the Hammer Valentine bottle opener. Mm-hmm. All right. So I got to cut open with my pocket knife, the last real men's pocket knife. We're going to hide the card so we don't know. It says. What, before, 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 wait, 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 wait. Before you even look, you've been, you know, you've hit a home run. Or it's right. been like a B average for the last two crates. So what, I hopefully it's going to be an A minus here. So let's go ahead. L- listen, you, I told you it was going to be in the next box. There's a couple, like I don't give a shit about ICP, really Mick Foley, but my man Sting, and I'm telling you, I wasn't let down. You're going to know right away. As soon as I opened it, it was like, Merry Christmas, Tommy Wonder, and happy birthday to Boot. You're, are you ready for this? I don't I'm think ready. you're ready. I don't think you're ready for this jelly, dog. This is this, shirt. I might wear this tonight. It's definitely going to get worn in Las Vegas. Are, are you ready? What's the shirt? I want to see it. Oh, it's the Capital Combat 90 official shirt of Sting and RoboCop. Now that... Sting! That, that's nostalgic right there. Oh. This one... It's saved by the fact that it's red. Not a big fan of the guy, but I don't have a. I don't hate the guy either. But the, oh, it's, oh my bad. I thought it was Vader. It's not Vader. Mm-hmm. Talk about a Halloween situation station. Oh, you got a mankind in red shirt. Red's my favorite color, so that's probably gonna get worn. I still haven't worn the Kenny Omega or the Candice LeRae shirt. Well, that's why you got you got Vegas for your your uh, wonder vacation. And you know what, Colin? No mask. But I did get a Randy Savage brawler balls, even though there's only one mm-hmm. stress ball. I think this next. Well, let's get this out of the way. Hector Hatchet and the Suetzwella. That's the ICP you was uh, you was expecting. So at least it's a pin I'd and not rather, a shirt. I'd rather be pins than a shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this. Tales from the Crypt Closet. Looks damn like Eddie from Van Halen, or from Iron Maiden to me, but this is a mm-hmm. comic book. Gorilla Publishing. Oh! It's that chick. I'll take it, because I don't want her on a shirt either. Uh, Abaddon, yeah. Abaddon in the comic. I, I was about to say, you got a CM Punk uh, comic book that no, no one bought. <laughs> And they put it in the pro wrestling crate. Oh man, that this is great because ICP Cactus Jack. I don't remember who else is supposed to be in this thing. This is actually pretty cool. Doesn't look like it's a chase. It, it looks like the theme of Halloween is consistent right now. Yeah, Danhausen, Frankenhausen. It's very evil. Yes. Fun fact: King of the Nighttime World, huge, uh, huge Universal Monsters. Um, fan. I'm a fan mm-hmm. of the original werewolf, Lon Chaney Jr., uh, Bella Lugosi. No, no autograph, no autograph pictures. Oh, 
I don't know who it is. Because everybody I didn't want, this, I'm about to find out I'm wrong. Oh, oh, I thought I finally got two for once, because sometimes they give you two. Remember, the first one was Lance Archer. Mm-hmm. Who was the second one? Oh, Tyler Breeze. I'm going to let you see it before me. Uh, this, it's nostalgic. I'll give you that. It's very nostalgic. It's the very 90s. That's awesome. <laughs> no mask, Colin. Well, the picture has the mask, so, you know, it's half a mask. So. Well, damn near everybody had a mask. The Sting has face paint. Cactus yeah. Jack has that other thing. Well, I'm three for three with autograph eight by tens that will not find them way in the frame. So, here it says, mask and paint five. Pro wrestling crate. Spoiler alert. The other side of this car contains the contents of this crate. So, next month, you're going to be stunned. That when I resigned, these are the names that I saw when I still resigned. You ready? Mm-hmm. Scott Hall. Mm, too sweet. And immediately ruined by John Moxley. <laughs> well, you know, yin for yang. You know, that's the old saying. One man gang slash Akeem. We don't know which one it's gonna be. Oh, and I just saw, I just saw a video of him wrestling on an indie show, teaming with Demolition. They look like three old motherfuckers that escaped the damn nutty house, old house, and they mm-hmm. wrestle three young jobber-looking guys that are probably over in their town. And the guy challenged him to a strut off, and he did Akeem's dance. And then finally, Akeem, uh, one man gang, because he wasn't being Akeem, pulled his dashiki out, threw it on his head, and did the dance, and the place went banana. That's mm-hmm. uh, uh Next, Kenny Omega. I like oh. that. Immediately ruined by the Young Bucks. Oh, you got a, uh, you got a, you got a, you got an AEW theme crate. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Then a guy I don't know very much about, although I take his side on the internet lately. Joey Janela, isn't that the one that got punked out by uh, by uh, Enzo? Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Evil Uno immediately is wiped out by my new. Favorite tag team today. I didn't like them at all at first. Now they're my favorite. One of them looks like you. Scissor me, professor. Oh, okay. The acclaimed. The acclaimed. Yeah. I look like Anthony Bones. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, Seth, right? He looks like he'd be a top. You look more like a bottom. He's, he's a bigger guy. Yeah. yeah and, and I'm giving the finger to T.W. right now. <laughs> So that being said, you know, I, I think you should not read the spoilers because then it'd be, I want the reaction. No, no. The spoiler tells you what's in the box. Right. This tells you what's in next month's box so that you'll order it. I only oh. ordered the first one because it said Adam Cole and uh, whatever. Oh, okay. But the second I, one had Johnny Gargano and I got hope. I thought you just want to go wild card. That's what I'm just saying. I want you to go wild card and be like, what the hell is this in, in here? But anyway. Neither here nor there. So TW is satisfied again. I think it's a B-plus Russell Crate again, in my humble opinion. So, you know, for all the reflection I I like it. Of course, the TN Coupon is the Don of Destructions. And, of course, the executive producer, Extraordinaire Big Ray Hernandez. This is their favorite segment. And we always like to give the Reflectionites what they want because it's their show. It's not our show. We just love talking this shit. But that's what makes us different than all nostalgic podcasts here. Because people give us credence in recording it. Of course, not only that, 
But you know what? Other other nostalgic podcasts, you know, they could talk about an episode of SmackDown from 2003 and, and talk about the whole episode, and you bored me to death. I go, I don't want to do that to y'all. That's why we do all what we do. We do the episodics. We do the spotlights. We do the rivalries. We do the movies, and now we're doing what ifs. So, T.W., are you ready for the what if? Because this what if is dedicated to you. This is dedicated to your you know, Mount Rushmore of your favorite wrestler. It is dedicated to the total package Lex Luger. He's on the secondary Mount Rushmore. He's not on the first. Well, it's still a Mount Rushmore. You know, there's, there's levels to Mount Rushmore. Well, you know what? To be fair, my Mount Rushmore is made up of the two guys that I was the biggest fan of and the two guys that I wanted to be. So, in theory, there should be two separate Mount Rushmores, one who I think are the four best ever, and unfortunately Warrior wouldn't make that list. Brett and mm-hmm. Sean still would. I th- I still think I'd put Sting on it, and then after that, it would be a toss-up between Steamboat, Macho Man, or Mr. Perfect. That would that would round out my four who I think were the best ever. So, But mm-hmm. for certain, if you're talking about influences on me as a kid, as a fan, Sting, Warrior, Luger is on that list, and I, I'd have to say... The fourth guy would be Hogan because, mm-hmm. I mean, to this day, and I wrote this on Facebook once, and actually got a pretty decent reply. Um, I'm going to ask you this question. Can you remember the last time you walked down a ramp or up a ramp and didn't immediately start going like this and throwing your fingers like you were walking down the hall of Madison Square Garden the night Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik? That is a, an image that is embedded in my head for my entire life since I'm, what, 12, 13 years old. I cannot walk down a ramp, whether it's at a store, at a mall, at a wrestling it, show, or whatever. I can't it, do it without starting to go like this or at least thinking about it. If it's not that, it would be, you know, doing the prayers because you know, yeah. Hogan always did the prayers. Yeah. And that, too. So, you know, Hogan's a very big influence in the professor's life, too, no matter what, you know, even though he, he fucked other people's wives. And then, of course, he's, you know, semi-racist. But that's OK. He's not not racist, semi-prejudiced, but neither here nor there. That's but, yeah, everybody's prejudiced. But anyway, this is what if Lex Luger get, got the opportunity to win the WWE title in Detroit, Michigan, or was it Auburn Hills? I forget which one, but it doesn't it Auburn matter. Hill. Auburn Hills, Michigan, at SummerSlam 1993 against Yokozuna. So, you know, the difference, TW, between the last uh, what if and this what if, because the, the DX what if has so many variables of real life, and we booked it. This right. one's a little bit diff- different to book it, TW, because there's nothing real life. Because if we talk about real life, you know, the real life is, Vince, we already know this is not hindsight. This is actual facts. They wanted to put the torch to Lex Luger. They wanted to create another Hulk Hogan in Lex Luger, and it flopped. You know, he did, Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard did not get the returns that they expect the Reflectionites in, you know, Lex Luger becoming the next Hulk Hogan, becoming the next real American, whatever the case may be. So this one is a little bit not trickier in my humble opinion, reflection, but I think it's just one of those things that we can just book it. Maybe the best way to book it is to book Luger beating Yokozuna uh, and then booking it to WrestleMania and see where we go beyond. Because I think the variable here, TW, would be this. If Lex Luger 
won the belt in SummerSlam 1993, the biggest question of the what if, would he have jumped ship to WCW in 1995? What say you? So this is a loaded gun and I have props. So mm -hmm. first and foremost, I want to say before we have the fun part of booking it, if this guy would have gotten that belt at mm -hmm. SummerSlam, A, I honestly don't know if I've ever been somewhere where the world title changed hands. I've been to three WrestleManias, Hogan retained. Mm -hmm. I believe Undertaker was champ and beat Sid at WrestleMania 13, so it wasn't he won the belt. He no, he, no he, won, he won the belt. Okay, then I was there for that. Uh, mm -hmm. So I was there when Taker won the world title. Um, but I have been at pay-per-views where the IC title, I was at the greatest match of all times, Ricky Steamboat winning the title from Randy Savage. But, but if he would have won the title there, there was two things. One thing is Vince wanted to be at a WrestleMania. So in that regard, I blame Vince because you shouldn't have did the Lex Tour then. You should have, you should have done it after SummerSlam or after the Royal Rumble and then, you know, win it at the thing. So mm -hmm. I don't like that. The second reason why I think it didn't happen is Bruce Pritchard because he got stuck on the bus with Lex and said Lex was unbearable. And I think he ran out of favor, right? So I think because he was the way he was on that bus, which who the fuck would be happy to be on that bus? At first you're thinking, I don't have to bump for six or three months? Hell yeah. And then you realize, I don't get to do shit else either, and I got to mm -hmm. sleep on this thing? Then it becomes like boot camp, right? So right. I, I Lex said, all. You, you come in at a million dollars to be a bodybuilder. You're like, you're being pampered, and now you're on this thing, and he did it. I'll tell you when I met him, I met him. I got a signature from that dude with a Lex name badge, and he was absolutely cordial. I kept watching that, that documentary where they said he was shitty to fans. I, I'm 100% going to say if he was, it was behind the scenes, not in the line. In the line, I watched that mm -hmm. guy, 100 people at least, absolutely talk to the first guy like he did the last guy. There was no difference, right? Cordial, friendly. What do you want me to sign? It was free. He didn't charge nothing. He probably had it. He had. He probably had his protein drink before, during, right. and after his his appearance. He was on your tour. Each yeah. fat fuckers like uh, Pritchard, you know. So I, I I just think that happened. However, and this is what I would say in a nutshell. I think if this happened, mm -hmm. what was going to happen next was what happened to this guy. But playing the role of this guy would be this guy. And I think for me, if Luger would have won that belt, Bret Hart would have done to him what Hulk Hogan did to the Ultimate Warrior. Bret would have ended up getting the belt from Luger one way or the other, whether he lost it to Yoko back and then Luger won it, or Bret won it. And and I think if that would have happened, and if I was privy to that, like I was Hogan, because I'll be honest with you, Hogan was my god. You know, obviously I have a god, but he was my god of wrestling until he did that to the warrior. And to me, I get it's business and protecting your spot and all that, but he's partly to blame for the warrior being the laughing stock in some people's stories and all that, where I mm -hmm. think if they would have gave the warrior a fair shot and didn't take it away so soon, he would have been a better story as world champion, but Hogan ruined it. And I wouldn't be surprised if Brett didn't have something to do with Lex not winning it in the first place, right? But it would have soured me on Brett. Like, Brett not losing the title to Shawn Michaels in Montreal, as petty as it seems to most, I get it. Because I know uh, what that means to Brett Hart. Technically, you got that Brett thing with WrestleMania 10, even though he didn't beat Lex Luger. But 
he was in it. But they and, went with him. Yeah. I'm saying Luger would have gotten the shaft. He would have been champion right. at SummerSlam, and he would mm-hmm. have not been Okay, champion. that's one of your variables. But, again, the question I presented to you, uh-huh. I, I got everything you said, and don't get me wrong, I heard what you said. I think he would have left. I still think he would have left because you of You think he would have left? Because of the politics of Bret Hart. I think he would have left sooner because mm-hmm. he would have been angry. I mean, dude, the, the Warrior was all business until all of a sudden he wasn't, and obviously mm-hmm. something had to change, and it was politics, and he probably was like, fuck this place, and Luger would have done the same thing. It's it's happening in wrestling now, you know. What for whatever reason the fucking bloom is back on the rose in the WWF, so people are happy there now. But people are like, fuck this place, the AEW, and the sooner they can get out of there, the better. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it's died down a little bit and some, it gets some stability there. But once someone gets burned and other people find out why it happened, dude, look at Rick Rude. Rick Rude fucking quit when Bret Hart did that to Sean, or when they did that to Bret. I'm sorry. Um, and like I was saying, I, I I get why people criticize Brett for not just losing the belt to Sean. But A, they weren't there for the the, the heat between the two of them. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that he said he would lose it to anyone but Sean on Saturday morning superstars tells you he just, it was Sean. But he also didn't want to lose it in Montreal. Um, even as a kid, I understood. Bret Hart, like it, when people talk about next Hulk Hogan, this guy around the world was bigger than Hogan, other than the United States. He's like them one, the glam rock band that never makes it in L.A. Well, that, that, that's the corner. Of, well, that's the corner, Bret Hart. Again, we don't want to go with the hyperboles of what's happening right no, now because we gotta, when he gets off a plane in Saudi Arabia, and I'm sorry, yeah. uh, India, and there's a million Same people thing. waiting for him in the airport. No, that was that, huge. again, but like, but again, in Bret Hart's eyes, that's one instance. But Hogan has the money, has the track record too, so it's still it's the same thing. But now let's get back to the Luger factor here, because now reflection. I again, this is a little bit tricky because again, this is a lot of hypotheses. So let's just backtrack a little bit. T.W. Luger, after you know he's healed up with his elbow injury from that motorcycle accident, the first thing was. He had to get out of that WCW contract. So that's why the WBF contract came first. So it was the, uh, he pulled the okie doke, if you will, Reflectionites, on WCW, on Jim Hurd, and on on the uh, executive committee at TBS. Neither here nor there. He, not, he then debuts January 1993, TW, of course, Royal Rumble, and he's called the Narcissist. So we got to go back into that hyperbole here because, again, the narcissist kind of fit Lex Luger's character, as everybody says. You know, he it wasn't like, oh, they gave me the character of the narcissist. I play what I'm I'm known for. I'm I'm playing what my gimmick is supposed to be, what my attitude and my reputation was supposed to be, TW. He was supposed to be narcissistic, narcissistic and all that stuff. So it's supposed to came easy. So it looked like to me, I can gravitate towards something that was reality based. They kind of overblew it with the the mirror and the the kind of flashy trunks and stuff. But again, that's WWE. That's being cartoony and all that stuff. And everything changed, and we see Hogan giving the foot to the Ultimate Warrior there. Then everything changed July fourth, nineteen ninety three, while Yokozuna is the champion, and of course, you know, they're trying to build a program for somebody to to thwart Yokozuna. And obviously, T.W., before we even, again, we're going to do the what if. It's funny because until Bret Hart, WrestleMania in 1994, the, what the hell are you doing? 
I had the warrior hold, hold up for the press slam and he dropped him. Reflection I, on the audios, you're not. TW's having a match with Hogan and the Warrior while I'm trying to do my spiel here. You know, it's kind of distracting. But the YouTube people are gonna, you know, Tia Coupon's gonna love this. They're neither here nor there. But TW again, July of 1993, you know, while Yokozuna is the undisputed champion, you know, Hogan's gone. And before even Bret Hart even sniffs at the chance of dethroning Yokozuna at WrestleMania 10, I think Vince McMahon had this quandary of like. Who was going to be this superhero type of character to thwart Yokozuna? Agree, disagree, I have a different take before that. Because, I, again, you, like you said, you can't make Hulk Hogan, but you're going to try. So right. you have Lex Luger. He's younger than Hogan. He's built, you know, he's built better than Hogan. You know, he doesn't have the 24-inch pythons, but he's 275. He's jacked and all that stuff. So, again, they, they switched up. The narcissistic character of Lex Luger, which everybody hated, but again, people gravitated, people believed it. Now you want me to believe that he's all American. He's he's Magnum TA. He's a, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. He's Hulk Hogan all rolled up into one. There's a problem. T.W. wasn't organic. Hogan was organic, and he he didn't have to flash the American Dream shit. He didn't have to flash. You know, he was red, white, and blue. He didn't do the American flag all the time. American right. Dream, Dusty Rhodes, same thing. He talked about the American Dream. He talked about hard times. He gave you symbolic symbolisms. And, of course, Magnum T.A. was Magnum T.A. He, he, you know, that was it. But he wasn't like Mr. America. I, I always found it funny, T.W. Again, we'll, we'll do the what-if reflection. But, of course, you know, we go front to back, side to side and everything. But anybody were, being the American gimmick, Mr. USA, Tony Atlas comes to mind. Hacksaw Jim Duggan to a degree, but I think Hacksaw Jim Duggan kind of got away from him because don't fall into the trappings of wearing red, white, and blue because it, it is a career killer. Absolutely. Hacksaw got, a, Hacksaw got away with it with just the flag, which was okay. But... Dang no, it. He did it one night only in July. Well, he did it for Great American Bash purposes, and he only did it against... He did it against Buddha in, in Japan, but you, I get what you're saying, yeah. But you, it's a career killer if you keep wearing it night in and night out. So what's say, and of course, uh, Warrior won it, wore it once, and then he lost. See, USA sucks. But what say UTW about the American gimmick? Because I think that was the biggest trapping of Lex Luger. That was kind of like holding it back. It's a catch-22 because that's the other thing when I talk about influence. People, my friends, for since then, since Luger, Luger's probably the, the, the genesis of me wearing American flag stuff. Um, obviously, I'm happy and proud to be an American. I have my American flag on the wall, but all my American flag shirts and stuff like that, I wear pink because of Bret Hart, and I've been wearing it since the 90s before dudes were allowed to. I, I like to say I'm trailblazer in that aspect. He wore pink to wrestle. I wore the shit to school and, to, mm -hmm. and in public. And in Lex, you know, I still have the shirt I bought that looked just like Lex Luger's. I liked that he got the gimmick. I liked that his gear was the same as the narcissist, but then red, white, and blue instead of silver, gray, and, and blue. And uh, I liked all that. It looked good, but I hated that they made him hug, hug women and kiss babies and shake hands and high five. I think in hindsight, like this is far better. Like this subtle, just, you know, the American flag warrior paint, but he wore white, blue, and, and mm -hmm. red act. So if Luger could have just wore solid red like he already did in NWA with 
with blue knee pads and white boots and then maybe some tassels that were red, white, and blue. He didn't have to be fucking Yankee Doodle Dandy. And right. I think, but I think what helped him was that it looked good on him. It was July. It was the summer. It was Americana. But I think just like when you get a flashy brand new yellow Corvette, it's awesome until you stare at that Corvette for about six months in a row and go, why the fuck did I get that color? It's just, it gets old mm-hmm. quick, and I think it right. did with him. The only thing that revived it was when he became the Allied Powers with the Bulldog, and Bulldog matched him and had the British mm-hmm. stuff matching the U.S. stuff. I like that. I actually like that a lot. And then, uh, but other than that, you know, I think I think it it, it that whole thing, it, I, and I think partly because he lost, it it killed his entire potential in WWF. Gotcha. So now let's get into the what if. Let's just say the slam catapulted Lex Luger's popularity after Mags are going crazy. They, they're already ranking Luger as the top 10 babyface, top 10 wrestler of 1993 TW. Let's, and TW's proof positive that the Lex Express tour worked. Everybody, you know, women were throwing red, white, and blue panties at him. The kids <laughs> were kissing him, all that stuff. You get into SummerSlam, he's the man. Now, again, the sacrifice would be Yokozuna's heel run would have been thwarted very quick. But, you know, again, Vince McMahon's vision, Reflectionites, in the what-if scenario was to create Hogan. So now he beats Yokozuna, slams him. And I want to say, T.W., he slams him more convincingly, not the hip-toss slam, but like the Hogan slam, like you said, he tore his pectoral muscles, and he did that. So he got a couple of weeks off. So now, T.W., let's book him. What do you say? Let's book him till WrestleMania. I think the thing here, T.W., for 1993 purposes, Luger's job as the WWE champion. Oh, let's be fair. We call it the WWF champion because 1993, there was no E. It was always about the F. We put the F back in. He's the WWF champion. He's got to, you know. He's got to be the man for cable TV because it's a new it's a new spectrum now because it's, you're phasing a little bit out of the syndication and you're going to hone in on the USA thing. So what's say UTW because what is the mission statement for Lex Luger for 1993 to 1994, maybe even to 1995 to build that kind of credibility with the fans, to build that credibility with USA Network and to actually, I don't want to say eclipse Hulkamania, but you know where I'm going with just to be the money train that Vince McMahon desperately needs. Well, for one, I think he wins the belt from Yoko end of August, and then the rematch is Survivor Series. Because back mm-hmm. then they built three months, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think in that three months, he should have had another Lex Express tour, the thank you to the fans, like coming out with the belt, letting everyone touch it and saying, hey, because you guys supported me on the fuck the 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 crowdfund, whatever. I was going to say. Hold, hold, hold up, hold up for a second. So he already did his six-week tour to beg for a match. Right. And hypothetically, he was already, like, bitching and moaning and complaining. You want him to go back on the bus? This is, we're, this is, this is, oh, yeah, this is a, station, yeah. right? So, yeah. But I'm saying the right thing to do is to retour, put him on the bus again. Right. The, the alternative would be, instead of going back out on the, the, the road on the bus. Okay. Every town they're in, he goes to Walmart or Kmart and sits at a table and everyone comes. But you still put him in the Marriott. He's still traveling by plane or limo, whatever. Okay. Um, I'm, but, I'm just laughing because it was like, 
I'm thinking about the bus first, and he was already miserable. Now you want to make yeah, him I was miserable do it again. in the cold months, so yeah. 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 So, but what I'm saying is, hypothetically, you're asking me what builds this machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But thank you, Tor. Because of you, I got the match, and I won the belt. This is our belt, mm-hmm. which is basically saying we're the people's champion without saying we're the people's champion. Then people get behind him. Then he beats Yokozuna convincingly. Not only does he beat him convincingly, Fuji has all his guys come out, and Luger thwarts all of them, and then still ends up basically beating Yokozuna with the deck stack, again with the body slam. Okay, wait, wait. Um, or hold, with that hold, that, hold that Hold that thought. Let's see. In 1993... Jim Cornette, because I want to uh, retrace our steps here, because Crush didn't become a heel. I understand the 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 the, the stable, but Crush Crush didn't become a heel until '94, so right. it didn't. So there was really not a lot of the only heelish people that Luger could probably have to been thwarted with the heavenly bodies. Because that was the only thing that off the top of my head. Fuji had the heavenly bodies. No, Cornette had the heavenly bodies in '93. Right. Oh, Cornette was with Yokozuna. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Cornette was the advisor. The best the, thing about those two, they're both hobbits. Mm-hmm. He can just destroy them at the same time, like to look even right. more, you know, like that makes him look big. And then Yokozuna mm-hmm. makes him look small, but he still slams him, hits him with the flying burrito, and, and pins him convincingly, celebrates. Then, going into Royal Rumble, he's still okay. all about the people. He's, he, you know, you interviews with him and stuff. You don't let him wrestle on TV because mm-hmm. you got to make it special. Every now and again, maybe you throw him in a tag match with somebody. Well, he's, uh, he's got to be on. He's got to be on Raw uh, uh, Reflection. I said at least you know promo his ass off with the belt, and maybe you know get new challenges. And of course, like you said, to Survivor Series, he's got to talk about kicking Yokozuna's ass and kicking all the Stooges that Cornette and Fuji will throw at him to get to right. that point. Like you said, he thwarts Yokozuna. The rematch is over with. So now you build up to Royal Rumble. So it's not about him now. Technically, he's waiting for that new opponent. So we'll we'll hold off for that second. So who do you build for Royal Rumble, or do you kind of extend Yokozuna to say to do you a cage match? Win. You can have Yoko win that Royal Rumble. The title? No, have him oh. win the Royal Rumble. Oh, so okay. Fight him at WrestleMania. No, but Luger has to defend his title. That's why I said, do you want to do Yoko again in the in the you main do, event? No, no, you have. You have Crush turn become dark earlier. Oh, because you have to feed him big men. Okay, you got to bring back Isaac Yankum. You got to bring back Fake Diesel. Mm-hmm. You got to, you know, well, Diesel wasn't even there yet, but um, you know what I mean. You got to, you got to. I, I, totally, I, I get you. I get you. You um, know what would have been a here? Here's where my scenario would have been. Let, let me let's play with let's play devil's advocate here, TW. You turn. You don't have. You have Undertaker. Kind of like have the itch to be the champion again. He's not a he's not a heel. That, he's that not he a face. Kills Luger. Why would I immediately? Kill because Luger? the fans are siding with Undertaker no matter what, unless he does something despicable. To mm-hmm. like, if it's just him wants the belt, it's face versus face. I think Brett derails the Lex Express if they have face versus face. Face versus face ruins shit. Like, like is as big as the pop was in Toronto for winning the world title. Warrior, it half booed him because people were mad mm-hmm. that he beat Hogan. So okay. you, you you need it to be someone that they're going to cheer that he won flat out. Like nobody, the only one that would make sense, TW, at that time. And I'm trying to be. I, I get the Crush scenario, um, but I, like I said, realistically, Crush turned heel in '94. I get where you're saying turn him heel earlier, 
but I guess Vince wanted to try the Kona Crush thing and thought he, that was going to make money. Neither here nor there. The only guy that makes sense if he was still there was the giant Gonzalez. Yep. Did that work for you for Royal Rumble? Yeah, it would be horrible. It would be hideous, <laughs> and it would be boring as fuck. But it would signify, like you know, like I know I always end up bringing modern wrestling, but I watched the almost versus four guys on Raw and push Braun Strowman out of the ring thing. And I, I like that those two are being pitted against each other, but mm-hmm. almost is terrible. Like, it, you would think squashing four guys would make him look like a million bucks. He looked even greener to me in there. Like, he was just waiting for cues. That's how bad Giant Gonzalez was. Almost right. is probably better than Giant Gonzalez, but Giant Gonzalez was absolutely, huh? Oh, over here. Okay, and then he did it, and just there's a reason he wasn't around long. He just he just wasn't he wasn't good. Uh, yeah. So you're 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 almost on dangerous grounds. Then I mean, bring Bundy back. Bring you know bring guys back in to just yeah, you, you could uh, hypothetically bring Bundy back for the uh, Hogan effect, and you know yeah. for like you said, Luger to him, get the big man rumble and just dismiss him early setting up for the rematch at WrestleMania with Yoko where everybody would probably assume he's going to lose to Yoko because he won it in SummerSlam defended it at survivor and then ducked him for four months. And now he has to defend it. And then he beats him again and he, and he goes away. Uh, you know, Yoko goes away, but back then they did stuff like that where they draw drawn out programs for six, eight months. And you could have Yoko, Make him lose a non-title match to somebody, you know, to, you know, say, hey, I want another rematch. And you won't give it to him because you got your rematch. You don't get another one. You know, you got to give other people. And I could almost see, because you're trying to make him goody two-shoes, you could almost see him giving shots to a guy like Tatanka or a guy like One Two Three Kid or a guy who never got a shot. And then they wrestle a clean match. He wins. They shake hands and goes, all right, man, you're, you, one day you'll get there, you'll get there. But it can't be against Taker. It can't get, be against Brett. It can't be against Scott Hall. You, you know what I mean? Anybody mm-hmm. who's as popular as him or pop, more popular is killing mm-hmm. But someone well, the up and coming, you could the, be. O- the only person of big uh, aspect would be Giant Gonzalez, Yoko. Maybe Kamala was there, but then they were, trying to, make him, they were trying to make him a good guy. And Diesel, he he was he was around in late '93, but he was he was kind of green to wrestle, so he right. he wasn't wrestling yet until the Royal Rumble, where he got his shine there. So you know, I'm just trying to get the big man aspect for UTW at that yep. time. But you're right about the Kona about Crush turning healer heel earlier. I I agree with you here. Let me ask you this question because again, we can book him until WrestleMania, and you already said Yoko could win the Royal Rumble, and then they could have another rematch. You know the SummerSlam rematch or the 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 Survivor Series rematch again. Was Let me Sid actually, was Sid around in '94? Sid no, Sid was in WCW a little bit, and then something happened, and then he left, went into the Indies, and then got back to the WWE late '94. So. No, no. Yeah, '96. He was Sean Psycho Sid. He was he replaced Diesel. No, he, he was there in ninety. He was there in ninety four. Not, not like later ninety four. He was there. So I'm just. I'm trying to give the. Let, I'm going to ask you this scenario, TW. Do you give Lex Luger a one year straight run, or do you give Lex Luger multiple? You know, like he loses and then regains the belt. Which way would you book him for the money chain? Is the money holding the belt, or is the money 
like losing to somebody, whether it's fuck finish, whether it's chicanery, whether it's straight up, whatever the case may be, in your humble opinion, does he become multiple time champion in the WWE? What say you? He, he, he could have very well, well, that wasn't the formula back then. Well, it started to be once, once Brett got it. But, um, I mean, Hogan ended up having it, what, four times? But by, by the time he, he left, it was, it was, yeah, four times. Four or five times the most. Brett's four or five. Um, mm-hmm. So when Brett won it in September of 92, mm-hmm. was it 93 when that Hogan shit happened? Yeah, he lost it, he, him? yeah. Yeah, WrestleMania 9. Months. So same difference. He just didn't lose it to Flair. So this 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 is the problem. Uh, Mr. Vince McMahon isn't used to business being this down. And, of course, mm-hmm. he has to blame it on Brett because – Brett is um, the champ. Small. He's small. No, not that, but the, he, that's got to be the reason. But then they put it on Yoka. They don't draw anymore. They put it back on Hogan. Doesn't draw anymore. And that's how they ended up back on. Oh, who? 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 It was Yoko. Yoko got it right after that, and Hogan left. The 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 cameraman yeah. go King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So it. I think. If anything, Luger wins it at SummerSlam and gets screwed out of it at Survivor Series, doesn't get to do the the rematch, he doesn't get it, wins the Royal Rumble, and gets the shot at Mania where he gets the belt and probably gets it for a year. Okay, That's what I think happens in that scenario. I don't think they take it from him at Mania because they like the happy ending at Mania. They don't like the heel going home with the belt. So the best scenario would have been winning at SummerSlam, losing it, fuck finish, Survivor Series, going into the Raw Rumble and, you know, defeating all odds. Maybe he was he comes in at number three or number five, works his would, way to win the respect of the crowd. Great spot to turn Crush Heel would have been at Survivor Series to make him lose to uh, Yokozuna. So then Royal mm-hmm. Rumble, maybe the last two in there are Crush and Luger. Luger mm-hmm. wins it, gets his title match, and uh, wins it back at WrestleMania. And then... In the meantime, he's got to wrestle. He wrestles Crush at Backlash or whatever the in your house is in between Royal Rumble and uh, WrestleMania. All right. So, you know, it, it, there's many hyperboles. So you and I kind of see, see it the same way that he has to be at least, at least a two-time WWE heavyweight champion because, again, you can't have the four-year Hogan run. You can't have the six-year Backlund run. You can't have the eight-year Bruno run. It just doesn't work in the 90s it just doesn't work in today's you know fickled microwave fans of today so it just wouldn't have worked so you and i are on the same page of luger being a multiple time champion so let's change it up tw i want to give you a wild card here with luger you know how you love that angle in SummerSlam 1994 the uh luger tatanka and million dollar man ted dibiase thing you remember that you you're always pretty, love that. You're being sarcastic, right? <laughs> no, actually, I'm not being sarcastic because I want you, I want to flip it here. Follow me here, TW. No, this, I don't be, love it. I think it ruined Lex because the fans bought no, it. No, no, you bought it. Yeah, but that's why you love it because the fans bought it, and it kind of tricked for everybody. But follow me here, TW, because now you're thinking about this, right? Think about it from this scenario, right? You know, I, because I think it would have worked in this way. Follow me here. So yep. Luger did the slam. But you know what the thing is? 
he was very dead silent. He didn't talk about America. He didn't talk about any, he didn't talk about America until you know he wasn't taking. Let's just say he wasn't taking press. He wasn't taking interviews after the slam. He said what he said on the boat, right? Tw. He said right. everything about America, and he built that momentum. But he kept he kept quiet like Goldberg. Lo and behold, this swerve was being concocted by Lex Luger and James E. Cornette. You get where I'm going here? Yep. James E. Cornette, who's already the advisor to Mr. Fuji and Yokozuna being the American translator and the American businessman associate, was all it was all a ruse to get Luger in the position at SummerSlam to take the title away from Yokozuna. So in essence, you're rehealing, I don't know if that's a word, but no matter what, you're rehealing Lex Luger, but he's not the narcissist, he's just you don't call him the total package, but you just ca- you carry that WCW mode. It's like him winning the WCW title at Great American Bash 91 when he had Harley Race. Now he just has James E. Cornette by his side. Might look a little bit weird. Was Bobby not with him no more? No, Bobby was on his way out. Bobby Bobby was on his way out to WCW at that time. Okay. So Lex was already without Bobby. So they almost had to do something with him. Right, so that's where you get see where you see where I'm going with this. Yeah, I James, like it. James Cornette is the guy. He rehealed him. So now you take your monster and Yokozuna, and now you turn you turn babyface a little bit quicker than you ever anticipated. So what say you, TW, about that scenario of the what ifs and of the what ifs? How did the how did the face uh, Yokozuna run go? Because I don't even remember it. It was horrible when James D. Cornette <laughs> uh, uh, betrayed Yokozuna, and you know he because James D. Cornette chose Vader over Yoko, and that's what turned that they had that little program in 1996. Okay, so so basically you're sacrificing Yokozuna for the potential of the heel run that you know you and I knew that Luger had in WCW, which kind of worked. He's better as a heel. He probably he probably drew money more as a heel. So right. it is what it is. So what he was more know? of a flair than a Hogan. He was more right. of a flair with Hogan's body, is what he was. Right. So let's say you like that scenario, like the little the double turn on Yokozuna, betraying Yokozuna, betraying Mr. Fuji, and you could still you know carry this to Survivor Series and at least have a have at least one more rematch. But Luger has to win because he is the heel now. So now he's you know he has he has the room to cheat. He has the room to shortcut. He has the room to like you know. Yoko can have, you know, the baby face push if you want, but then it comes up way, way short. Does that work for you? And you still can turn Crush heel and put him with Lex and Cornette. Mm-hmm. And Lex needs a bodyguard, you can say. Stable. Yeah, you start building a stable. The only problem with Crush being his bodyguard is he's bigger than Crush. <laughs> no, no, he- but I get what you're saying. You need that muscle to protect your champion. To you know, yep. you got to get to him. You got to get through him to get to the man. So I get what, where you're going with that. Leads, that leads to a longer Lex Luger WWE career because I think that works. He's got Jim Cornette as the mouthpiece. He talks in snippets because he's better than Goldberg, but not much when he's mm-hmm. talking. And uh, you know that stuff with Harley. That was another, like you said, it, it was another, it was good. And and it was he, another dimension that, you know, at least it protected Luger from talking a longer time. Again, like you're right, you're right. Luger's talking. promos. And I yeah. think 
reason people love to, I think the difference between him and Hogan, uh, what, what I think why people liked Hogan is the same reason why they like Dusty Rhodes. It's going to sound weird, but mm-hmm. it's like the dudes in your DMs, right? Hulk Hogan and Dusty Rhodes aren't pretty, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're regular dudes. One's, he's massive. You know, he's a big dude. He's a white guy that looks black if you don't see his face. Um, mm-hmm. So he looks like the common man who just happens to be a monster. Dusty Rhodes flat out looks like the common man, but he's bigger than most guys, right? So I think, and, and they could talk. They, they, they could jive, brother, and people love them. I think with Luger and with Brett, and with Sean and with um, Flair is they were handsome men. You you knew those guys could pull hose, if you will. And mm-hmm. so it made it easy to not like them because as a guy, you're like, screw that guy. I, I, I'm better than that guy. I get this girl. And then the girls are like, that's the kind of guy that screws girls over, blah, 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 blah. So it's easy to hate them. And then if you can talk and egg them on to hate you even more, and that's what Jim Cornette would do for him. Flair did it on his own. It's mm-hmm. money. It's money. And then it's 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 no coincidence that the guy who inevitably became the next Hogan, if you will, as far as drawing, was Austin. Because what was he? He was what everybody wanted to be. The guy that told his boss to take a hike. And he did it. So he came out, and he was a bald guy, so he wasn't long, flowing hair. He had a big body, but he still looked like he drank some beer and ate some burgers. So he looked like the dude you'd hang out and play horseshoes with. And I think it made, and girls were just like, oh, I love him. And I thank him to this day because he created a whole new section of fans of bald-headed dudes. And I get chicks all the time telling me they like me better bald than when I had hair. And so I credit him for that. So I think mm-hmm. with Luger and, and, and Hogan, I think that's the difference. Is It's easy to like Hogan when you think he looks like Shrek, for last, lack of a better word. And I don't think mm-hmm. he was not handsome, you know, but he was balding and he was hanging out of that shit for dear life. But he didn't, right. he didn't look pretty boy at all. Whereas everyone else is Luger's got the robes. Flair's got the robes. Terry Taylor's got the robes. So he never really, I mean, then you got rock and roll express who are pretty boys, but they're tiny and get their asses kicked all the time. And that's what made people endear to them. And they mm-hmm. dress like people at a bar going to a rock show. So it's just, it, there's so many little tiny things you could change and do. That would make somebody better as a heel or better as a face. And Luger's just one of those guys, I think. He just, just wasn't better meant as a heel. to be a face. Yeah, he just wasn't yeah. meant to be a face. That That's why I think it would have drew better if they did the double turn there at SummerSlam with the help of James D. Cornette, like you said. It would turn, they would recycle what happened in WCW. But again, Jim Cornette's the mouthpiece, like you said. Luger could, still, could wear his suits. He could come. I think he's more confident when he's a it, heel. Yes. You, you can see it project. You know what they say the best wrestling characters are? You turned up to 10. Mm-hmm. So and, if you just go out heel. and be yourself, and so like me as a heel, I'm not really an asshole. I mean, some people mm-hmm. disagree, but I'm funny. And so as a heel, I was funny by being an asshole. It made people laugh because they're laughing at the person I was being an asshole to. So, um, at the end of the day, you're right. Luger was 100% more comfortable as a heel. But, to be fair, to be fair, I would tell you most people would prefer being a heel. Of course. 100%. We, we know this all the time. Let me ask you this. Okay, so you said, so now if the what if Luger did the, the turn with Yokozuna, you actually think he could actually hold the belt for, for a year without losing it 
So who would take it from him? I guess Tim, you get Bret Hart. Let me say he would finally be the guy to take it from him, and the, and the place would erupt. With who? Oh, I went back to the future. Oh, okay. Brett. Brett would be the perfect guy. You basically what about, what about Sean? All these all these years that Vince tried to create the next Hogan. When the problem is, people been there, done that, got the T-shirt. If you mm -hmm. bring a flair there and it's not flair, you make Luger your flair. A, it's new, and mm -hmm. B. You don't have to worry about finding your next Hogan. That guy is going to make your next Hogan because if he does his job as a heel, no matter who beats him, the place will go banana. And you make the guy who beats him humongous, especially if you draw it out. Like I said, when Roman Reigns finally loses that belt to Sami Zayn. It's going to be big. But it, it won't be as big if it ain't Sami Zayn. It has to be Sami Zayn. If not Sami... Kevin Owens with help from Sami Zayn, but it's got to happen. And and think about how long he's had that belt. People are starting to like him, so you got to do it soon. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you wrecking the guy that beats him because they're gonna be mad that Roman lost if they get too much into him. So on the flip side, with Brett taking it from a heel Lex Luger uh -huh. in the in the stable. Would you do it at WrestleMania 10, or would you extend Luger's run to make him lose at WrestleMania 11? I would do it at SummerSlam. One full year, kind of like they did with Sting. Comes out okay. at the Raptors at Starcade 96, or Starcade? Is that what it is? 96? 97. No, that's when he wrestled, but he came out of the Raptors at Starcade 96. It was a whole mm -hmm. year. No. How long he did he go without wrestling? He didn't come off the Raptors until 97. He started that in the United Center. So he, came from the, he came from the crowd in 96, but he didn't That's come from I mean, the Raptors. Debut, where was he sitting up in the Raptors? I don't mean drop down. Oh. I mean, where was he first spotted in the Raptors? It was Starcade, 96. No, it was, a, it was a Nitro. Okay, so Nitro, but around Starcade. It was mm -hmm. almost a full year that he didn't wrestle. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what. So, mm -hmm. so... Hogan's running rough shot over everybody, but it's not Sting that he's beaten up. And then a year later, Sting finally wrestles, beats him for the belt. It would be similar to that, except for it would be Luger beating everybody, probably screws Brett a couple times, and then finally Brett gets him. In the same way that I said, fights off. Uh, I, I think, you know, the perfect way to book it would be the ghost of Brett's past, right? As Luger and him mm -hmm. are fighting at SummerSlam and Crush interferes, Brett takes him out. And then another guy comes out, and out of nowhere, there's the Bulldog taking that guy out. The Bulldog hops the rail, helps him. Then the next guy, like the second heavenly body, comes out. There's Owen to take out him. And it's, it's you know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. we are the world against the other world. And then Brett wins, and those guys throw him up on the shoulder, and the right. balloons come down pink and black this time, not red, white, and blue. And everybody mm -hmm. wins. And then you still got another year where they can fight for it back and forth. Hey, like like I said, you know, Vince, you should have talked to us back then. You know, I would have I was younger. We we're in our teen years, but I think you had this kind of thinking. We were watching this a lot, TW, so you and I are on the same page because this could work for Lex Luger. I think even Luger would have been like, Yes, why did y'all book this? Why didn't you do this? I would have that narcissist crap. Yeah, so and you put me in a suit and a robe, I'm mm -hmm. telling you. It's, it's so, because basically right now, if we're being honest, it's a different style of wrestling. It's a different style of, of rest, uh, look and talking. 
Roman mm-hmm. Reigns is Ric Flair. He's only that, yeah. champion because his cousins help him keep the belt. And they're officially the fucking four horsemen. Now with Solo there. Then you got the honorary Oos. And they got the mm-hmm. manager, J.J. Dillon, is Paul Heyman. It, it, uh, it's 80s style. You're right. It's 80s yeah. style booking with the with the champion leading the bunch and the, the soldiers behind him protecting the champion. It's a great formula. It's cyclical. Reflection Nights is so cyclical. So, T.W., you are 100% right. But before we close, I remember you said something eloquently last time on the PWR podcast. You actually said, when I said we were going to do the Lex Luger uh, what if, you said something would have changed in your trajectory of you in the business of wrestling. Do you remember that, or do you want to expound on that, or am I putting you on the spot? I meant Brett. It would have made me not. This tattoo would not be on my arm. Because okay. I 100% believe Brett would have sabotaged Lex Luger's run. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure. I didn't, I didn't know if the trajectory... And I, it, and I don't mean it in the way that things went down with Sean. He just didn't mm-hmm. want to lose the belt to Sean, right? Oh, okay, okay. That's different. He didn't want to kill Sean's career. He just didn't want to add to it. He would oh, have okay. absolutely been like, dude, Lex isn't drawn. Lex isn't doing this. Take the belt off Lex. Much the same way as Hogan was like, Warrior's not drawn, brother. Put the mm-hmm. belt on put the belt on slaughter and then, and then we'll do the American gimmick and I'll take the belt back from him. And, and you know what? Mm-hmm. It, I don't even remember. Is that where he lost it to Yokozuna Hogan? Hogan lost it at, to Yoko at King of the ring. 93. After he beat slaughter for it or after he beat Yoko for it. Now after he beat Yoko at WrestleMania yeah, nine, he, he beat slaughter in 91, 92, right? No, 91. I was in high yes. school. Desert mm-hmm. storm. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Who did Hogan lose it to after beating Slaughter? Undertaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Survivor? Yes. That was his debut? Where Flair put the chair under the... No, that wasn't his debut. He was already a year into the WWE. No, no, no I didn't mean the debut. He, he, he was with DiBiase in 87, 88, 90? 90. Wow, TWF. So, this Tuesday... You took, you took, a, you took a lot of head, head, no, head I, shots, man. I, I remember Flair being... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's when Flair got there. It was late 91 because that's when Luger won the belt from Wyndham. And then 92, Royal Rumble, he won. I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out how Flair's there in 91 when 92 was his Rumble. I'm like, oh, shit. It was in the Rumble because Flair put the chair. By the way, I was there for that match. Mm-hmm. Flair, it was Survivor Series in Detroit. Flair put the chair, and he tombstone Hogan on the chair and won the belt. I've been there for two Undertaker World title victories, including his first. That's insane. Yeah. I don't remember that. It must be the chair shots you took in, in your Los Rudos days. But neither here nor there. I just wanted to make sure because I, I didn't know if it was your fandom or you, the trajectory of your fandom in wrestling or your, the trajectory of the TW wrestling career if you wanted to pattern your, your life to Bret Hart or you pattern your life well, to Luger. It would have changed my wrestling because I would have done none of the stuff that I did that I did from Bret. I wouldn't have done the backbreaker and the forearm off the rope. I wouldn't have inadvertently come out like this, not realizing I was doing it until my buddies were like, hey, dude, you know you come out shaking your arms like Bret Hart, right? And I'm wearing a leather jacket on top of it. I felt mm-hmm. more like I was imitating Sean with the leather jacket than Bret. But, uh, so if Luger won the WWF title in 1993, you would have tried to pattern it as, a, as Luger? No, no. Oh, okay. Luger still would have had his influence. Brett still would have had his influence because by then I'm all in on Brett. I'm all in on Brett. Oh, okay. That's that's where I wanted to make sure. I, did, I was just yeah. wanted to make sure. But I'm cool. saying I would have soured on Brett. 
the business wise, you would have soured on it. I, I much, thought much like I think I think one of the one of the main reasons why I can't just flat out call Shawn Michaels my favorite of all time or the best of all time is he did a lot of shady shit that I can't get past. Right. So mm-hmm. um, whereas Brett. The one thing he did that everyone criticizes him for, I'm 100% his corner for it because mm-hmm. he did it to stand up for something. Because if, if you recall, I mean, when Al Snow first got there, um, he would tell stories. I wouldn't hear him from Al, but I would hear him from people he told. Um, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but those guys would pick on people. And then finally, they all got together one day and like, fuck it, let's get them. And I can't remember who it was. They grabbed the the Harris brothers, the the twin dudes, beat the shit out of Shawn Michaels in the locker room. And Al Snow said all the other guys stood there so Nash and Hunter and X-Pac couldn't do shit about it. Like, Mm -hmm. if you get in there, uh, the rest of us are coming in there, too. It was kangaroo court. They were sick of that dude's shit, and the the Harris brothers beat the fuck. I want to say that whole story where Shawn got beat up by the Marines was Mm -hmm. actually the Harris brothers beat him up. And they made that story up to explain this black eye and all that stuff. But they were just, they were messing with Sonny. They were messing with Candido. They were, me- like, one of the stories is, uh, they were Maybe, your- maybe Sean got made up twice. You know, the, the Marine thing is true, but maybe the, the Harris thing was a d- different. That's where maybe he lost his smile. So we don't right. know right. the, 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 the timeline, if you will. Right. So with that being said, we close on another what if, TW. We did what we needed to do. We went a little bit extra, but we got what we needed. We got the 50 minutes that the professor wanted to keep <laughs> it short, to keep it sweet. And we got we got a couple of what if scenarios that kind of pops in the reflection in the reflectionites' minds. So if you have a way to book it, leave those comments on the YouTubes. Leave the comments on the PWSL uh PWR Facebook fan page. I, I know Donnie will put, leave a comment. I know maybe Phil Scott Wood will leave a comment, but other Reflection Nights, we welcome all the comments of the what ifs. And of course, Tian Couponer, he's going to leave a bunch of comments on the YouTubes. So with that being said, TW, give out those socials so we can get out of here. And we're going to be off on hiatus for one week because TW is doing a Bumble tour, so I don't have to say anymore. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Obviously, the PW. By the way, I got a question for you. It says pro wrestling reflection on our Facebook page, not pro wrestling reflection. Mm-hmm. All this time I've been calling it wrestling. Why does it say wrestling and not wrestling, Mr. Big Ray? I'm sure it's his fault. Spell check. It's called spell check. So you guys wrestling. didn't catch it? No, we just accepted it. That's Half all. the time I write on the hustle, I'm trying to write on the PW podcast. But mm-hmm. I see PW and just click on it. Don't re- I'm like, oh, well. You get more people responding on the hustle anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, the PW Reflection is the Twitter handle for that. Um, and Big Ray, of course, is at Big Ray Hernandez, both on Twitter and on TikTok. Uh, he's been slacking on TikTok, or they're just not showing it to me. Maybe I've been slacking. I don't know. Um well, I mean, you know, the, the, the Yankees lost, so maybe he's a little oh, bit upset. Oh, you know, he's I a wanted bit to tear both of you guys up because you, you're not as bad as him, but as soon as they lost, you're like, they suck, get them out of here, blah, blah, blah. Ray just goes quiet after talking mad shit about the yeah. Mets and everybody else. So, um, mm-hmm. they got swept? Yes. Yeah, you wrote they're going to be swept, but it was like two hours before I read it. So, all right, so Hameen Media Group at podbean.com. Uh, 
Then you have bigvetobrand.wixsite.com, patreon.com backslash the big veto brand. Uh, and then mine are at Tommy Wonder 19, our Instagram and political Twitter at the Tommy Wonder is TikTok and regular Twitter, Facebook.com backslash Tommy Wonder, Snapchat number Wonder. And supposedly the dumb dumb do on an idiot on YouTube is about to get get the wheels rolling here. Um, now that kids are back at school, we got weeknights we can do stuff on. So we're gonna supposed to be doing soon. We we are patiently waiting for you to, you know. Go to the bathroom with your dumb dumb duo and an idiot's uh, eating habits. So neither eating nor there. So you can find me on my Twitter at PWSOPROF. That's PWSOPROF. And, of course, if this gets uploaded by 8-Track Brown, this will be on the PWSO YouTube networks. Of course, follow my guys, the king of the reactions, 8-Track Brown, at the number 8, T-R-A-C Brown. And, of course, the man with the documents, Mr. Infinite Fringe himself, Billy Ray Valentine, at Obi-Wan Yanomi. And, of course, we're going to take a week off because T-W's on his Bumble tour. We'll be back in... Two weeks, and I'll keep you on your toes. Episodic, rivalries, spotlight, movies, what ifs. Movie. Hmm? I'm ready for a movie. You ready for a movie? Well, you know what, man? I, I'm out. Again, the professor will have to think about it, but I'll probably find a movie or, or maybe a, an episode or something wrestling related. So with that being said, I'm the professor. That's Mr. Wonderful. The Tommy Wonder saying goodnight, and we'll see you in two weeks. Here on the PWR podcast at the PWR Networks on the YouTube's. Peace. Ooh. What the hell is that? Just drink it. Drink oh, it. Okay. Out. Okay. Remember, it's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>